L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. What a show put on by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens to wrap up week five. We will take a look back at the greatness that was in Baltimore and pretty much everywhere in the National Football League in week five. And then we will also look ahead to what is happening in week six, plus the enormous storylines involving John Gruden, Russell Wilson, and so much more. It is the I Want Your Flex podcast. Get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. 
Mike, a crazy week where you saw the Chargers and Browns play an epic contest. Lions have their hearts broken once again, but Monday Night Football, Lamar Jackson dazzles and brings the Ravens back from a 22-3 deficit to top the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. What a way to end Week 5. An absolutely insane game. Obviously, our head's on a swivel, whether you're watching Major League Baseball playoffs, maybe you were sucked into some NBA pre No, you weren't. Uh, maybe you were watching some Monday Night Raw. Maybe not. I, I don't know. Whatever the case, uh, we had a big, great car chase here in Los Angeles as well. What, whatever got your attention, because uh, maybe you turned away from that game on Monday night for a little while. Looked like it was going to be all Colts uh, running away, and then Lamar Jackson had the second half of second halves. Saw the graphic of the Colts since they since 1984, like 120 and oh, when leading by 16 or more points, that's you know covers a lot of uh, Peyton Manning ground. But either way, they lose. They lose in grand fashion. Mark Andrews, who'd been on the side of a milk carton, shows up with two touchdown receptions, two two-point conversions, and Hollywood Brown working some magic. But really, it was the arm of Lamar Jackson because suddenly that run game... Dan, they they extended the streak last week. Vic Fangio was mad, and we mocked it. Uh, They need to go find themselves a running back. Maybe Marlon Mack can just go suit up for them going forward. Like, all right, you lost, and you you, you had a huge fail in terms of closing a game out. So as a result, you lose your running back to them. (laughs) It's like like, like it's a real-life guillotine league. Yeah. That's it, you're cut. (laughs) All right, we're just going to claim this guy. Oh, man, my guillotine league, and this isn't going to be about me because I just – this is more of a group therapy session. Uh, this is this is my takeaway from week five and takeaway from Colts-Ravens, and that is never, ever, ever. And, it, Mike, it's actually oversee, like, overseeing everything because I at, at some point I am going to bring in what we talked about in our last podcast and reviewing our, our three-point conversions and, our, and what we hit or missed on. But it is a mantra that – you, you could put on your on your locker room of your fantasy locker room and just like Notre Dame or Oklahoma or Ted Lasso or, or Ted Lasso and the believe sign, the sign would say, don't bench your studs. That, that's that's what the sign would say is don't bench your studs. And sometimes, yeah, you see it every day, but sometimes you still need that reminder. And that is my takeaway because I am the moron that actually did bench Lamar Jackson in a league for the guy that I had googly eyes over for three weeks of the fantasy season and Kirk Cousins. So not only that, Mike, I need therapy and I need, need this to be kind of a therapy session because I also went up against Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews in a league. And so my 64-point lead turned into an 11-point deficit by the time that the Monday night game was over. In addition to all of the bad advice that I gave in the last podcast, this is more of a therapy session, and I just kind of need to repeat, don't bench your studs. Don't bench your studs because there is it, it will always come back to bite you, and when it bites you, it hurts 10 times harder. Yeah, it was. it's one of those, we're hitting that point of the season where maybe you, you start to stretch a bit. Uh, Kirk Cousins was number five on my hot play, or top five quarterbacks for this week, thinking you had a sweetheart of a matchup, and sure. instead it became the Greg Joseph story. <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, Justin Jefferson has the 100-yard half. It's like, all right, more good things to come. Finish drives. Nope. 
Yeah, Not I think Neil happen. Lewis had more yards than you know all the other Vikings wide receivers. It's the only guy he seemed to throw to on on uh, on. Well, it wasn't that bad. He had two hundred and seventy <laughs> some yards. But yeah, to your point, yeah, I thought Cousins uh, perfect. You know, like wanted. Hey, Colts, you know. I know their their defense hasn't lived up to the the reputation, but hey, still it could be a grinded out sort of game. Don't bed your studs. I'm such an idiot. Well, you know what? That's why they make week six through week eighteen. <laughs> we got a lot of time uh, for reclamation projects, and and if you are part of a guillotine league, hopefully you survived, succeed, and proceed as it were. I did have to commemorate it uh, the email as I received it while on Fox Sports Radio working with Jason Smith on Monday night, Dan, uh, to announce that Jason's team, owned by Jason Smith, had been eliminated, uh, and a lot of big stud players go to the waiver wire. Uh, so me and my forty three dollars or whatever I got left. <laughs> After my week one spending spree, let me tell you, I'm ready. Oh, get, get, get ready to spend wisely. Well, I this, spent all that money on Josh Allen in week one and and uh, Eli hey, Mitchell. Uh, it, yeah, Josh Allen paid off for you in week Yeah, but five. I had Justin Herbert, so I, I, I only bought oh. him as insurance and, and to play defense, and now I'm going to agonize week in, week out going, oh. who do I play? I'm going to be flipping oh. a coin like I'm Two-Face in Batman. <laughs> It is. Oh, it's so great. And you know, the great thing is, is I know that that half of you, man, maybe not half of you, but there's a good portion of people that are listening, including our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who had Lamar Jackson. So he is living life. And I know that there are many people who had Mark Andrews and didn't think that they had a prayer. So there's always that opposite side of the coin. But this is this with everything involved whether it be my advice my multiple leagues how things played out could have been one of my most i think it's my most miserable fantasy week that i've ever had i i really think it is and it's not meant to be about me but i just want you people to know that it also ruins my evening and the next day i'll be over it by mid Day Tuesday, it'll be fine. But these twelve to eighteen hours that you have, like immediately after the game, oh man, they just they just they just burn in so many different ways. Well, that's just it. A lot of the decisions you make in your life don't quite uh, come to uh, a head that quite as fast as your fantasy sure. teams do, right? For the, uh, whatever it was, almost 16-hour day that was Sunday, starting with that miserable Falcons-Jets game. Wow. I was on air for half of that. I was glad uh, our, our show ended. I'm like, all right, now I can really say what I think about this game and scream <laughs> at the television. Uh, but, but all the way through the delayed Sunday night game and everything in between, just some crazy moments. And look, we live and die with it just like like all of you out there with your leagues, with your teams, everything else, because that's what got us into all of this to begin with is we're ridiculous fans. Dan's got his wall of helmets. I've got cards, memorabilia, and bear stuff all over my uh, living quarters. So, yeah, it's it's one of those diseases that, yeah, it sticks with you. And when you have a big win, yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world. But when you make a decision to, that torpedoes your lineup, because a lot of you out there, I know, had Mark Andrews, and yes. you may have benched him this week. Yes. Right? Zero sure. red zone targets before tonight. They made that point on the telecast a number of times, and then all of a sudden he became the red zone monster that you remembered. It is. Like, I can actually, honestly, I can actually live with being beaten by Lamar Jackson 
and Mark Andrews in my case, or Mark Andrews in in a lot of people's different cases. You kind of have to live with that. To me, that canceled out. I had Josh Allen and Mike Williams in a league, so it was there was there was kind of that wash with those two players and how that played out. The part that I can't live with is going back to the not to don't bench your studs sure. because it's overthinking. And to your point is you get to a point in the season, you maybe think, okay, I could do this. I can massage that. And if you just take out the thought process, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. So it's more of the benching of Lamar Jackson that bothers me more of than getting beaten by Lamar Jackson. And that's why you can't bench your studs. That's, take a deep breath. Yeah, take a deep breath. Well, let me just get this out because I do want to recap before we start to look ahead. Yeah. Because I've got a bunch of epic fails to, to, to lay out. A bunch of me. them? I, I, I've got a – yeah, this is this is where Mike and I recap what we told you in the last pod, what we hit on, what we missed on. There were very few hits for me. So, for example, number one, I gave you one reason to start LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver, Jacksonville Jaguars. Epic fail. Yes, that was an epic fail. One catch, 58 yards. Epic fail. Speaking of epic fails, I gave you one reason to bench. Justin Herbert, quarterback of the L.A. Chargers. Now, I didn't necessarily think that you should bench Justin Herbert entirely, but if you wanted to, I said because Cleveland was a top D, top three D in everything, and that was epic fail. Yes, an epic fail. Herbert, 398 yards, four touchdowns, 29 yards on the ground, and a touchdown scoring. Points of Palooza obviously wasn't Tennessee and Jacksonville, even though they had 56 points. That was the Browns and Chargers with their 89. I did tell you to play Leonard Fournette. He did get 67 yards and a touchdown and four catches on 43 yards. But that was my only saving grace, Mike, was Lombardi Lenny coming through in the clutch, <laughs> which honestly I think a lot of people were also saying go ahead and play them because they were playing the Dolphins and it ended up working out. But it was a rough one, and I apologize to you, the the, the listener, if you took any of my bad advice in week five, and I shall redeem myself in week six. Yeah. Had some good, some bad, some ugly in, in the top fives of the hot plays, cold sores, etc. Highlighting a couple of the good. Well, I had Lamar Jackson second among quarterbacks. Well, finished second among quarterbacks. Uh, I had our guy Austin Eckler fourth amongst running backs. Well, he finished first among running backs. And after a monster game and a ball that he should have gotten again uh, towards the stretch, James Robinson I overvalued, but still, if you have 149 and a touchdown, I'm still taking a victory lap. Sure. Uh, I I overranked him, but uh, still, a big day from him. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I mentioned him. That was one of the big fails of the day for me. Deontay Johnson gave us uh, that early touchdown reception, even though he's finished as a back-end number two wide receiver. Uh, It was awful hard, I think, for a lot of people to reconcile actually playing any member of the Pittsburgh offense, which is why putting Najee Harris on the cold sores list, I lose. They established the run. You know, I use that term with like a tongue in cheek because, you know, it's it's one that gets uh, 
former players really mad when you say establish the run. Either way, they gave him the ball far more than you would have expected. <laughs> How about that? Is that a better thing? And their run blocking was better than it had been expected. So you actually had a top 11 performance from Najee Harris uh, this time out. Uh, other opportunists that, that came through for us, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, hit rumors of his demise greatly exaggerated off the ninja list. Kadarius Tony when he wasn't trying to punch people, uh, 10 for 189. You got to love that kind of uh, reaction. Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase showed out well for me, but wrong on Matt Ryan, took full advantage of his opportunity against the football Jets with his 342 and 2. Uh, always wrong when Carson Wentz is anything better than 15th, so I'll wear that. Uh, and the fact that you had Patrick Mahomes finish 14th as well, uh, I'll, I'll take the L in that regard. But let's face it, none of you are uh, taking him out of a lineup. And at least for one day, even though they got the W, Kyler Murray, uh, an absolute fail coming in 22. Now, I'll, I'll give myself the, the lumps for those so you don't have to because you, you would have started them no matter what. So I'm not telling you anything uh, out of sorts, but they were in the top five and finished uh, decidedly off. So big losses for me there. Uh, and then a couple of the would-be uh, superstars off the ninja and hot plays. And poor Daniel Jones got rocked to tomorrow. I don't, so I don't know how much I credit or blame I get for that because uh, that could have been a fun game that never got to be. And then we got Trey Lance, who's hurt, uh, finished 20th against the Cardinals. D did have 89 yards on the ground. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It was a rough week five for some of us, and we can now kind of put that in the rearview mirror. Mike, to your point about Kyler Murray being 22nd, out of quarterbacks, it just also shows you on what a crazy week it was because, as you said, Lamar Jackson didn't even finish number one. You know, I mean, like that's that's how absurd. I mean, with Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and all of their all of all of their output that they had, and that's a a, a reason again, especially with Lamar Jackson and why you don't want to bench him, Mike, is just for the simple reason of you know he's going to have one of those games. You know, there may be a stinker here or there, but there is going to be the, you know, the Yeah, the, the floor is much higher. Yeah. Yeah, the so. floor is going to be much higher. And then, obviously, we look at some of the other other performers coming out of, out of week five here, Dan. I mean, the last minute, Alexander Madison, as Cook got downgraded, he comes up with a 26-point performance for you, 40 yards receiving and a touchdown to go with his 113. Uh, on the ground, the continued domination of the Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb uh, duo when mm-hmm. I would have thought more from the the Chargers defense, uh, but they were able to, again, just get out to some big runs early. Uh, Antonio Gibson had no idea what his value or what kind of play he was going to be. I was afraid and scared off by the shin reports. Instead, while he didn't dominate in yardage, he still got the goal line touches and gave you two touchdowns to give you a top 13 effort. And Cordell, Cordero Patterson, it continues to just bewilder me uh, as to the guys played every position this side of punter. Uh, and he's finally found his niche all these years later. He could play goalie if they played in London. You Ooh, might nice. well do that as well. You there could, you go. You could make a change. Well, speaking of London, leads us into buys. Yes, buy weeks are now here. Part of our fantasy season, week six buys, Falcons, Jets, Saints, and Niners, all with the week off. So if you've got any of those players, Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, who didn't play in week five, you're going to want to keep him out of your lineup. Kyle Pitts, who finally showed up for the Falcons, he would be a guy that you would bench as well. But so here we are in week six, Mike. And I think that there are two big storylines that that we need to hit. Number one actually goes all the way back to Thursday night. We now know more about Russell Wilson. Going to be out after surgery on that finger. So it's Geno Smith's show in Seattle. How does this affect DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and that Seattle offense? But maybe more importantly, 
where do we start to look for guys who may have had Russell Wilson as their starter, and where can they find those replacements? Yeah, we start looking down at the waiver wire, and there's a bunch of guys that you know you, you start wringing your hands a little bit, wondering about where the ceilings are. A guy like Matt Ryan is available in about half the leagues, right, based on being long in the tooth uh, and having a couple of his top weapons down and obviously a, a bye week this week so he does you no good immediately but long term he's not sexy but the there are going to be mm-hmm. those games where he puts up some numbers like he did uh the last couple of weeks uh you look a little further down the road we'll keep an eye on his health daniel jones isn't a play going up against the rams but running the football you've got now tony getting involved eventually uh slayton and company will get healthy again and galladay is on the injury list but it looks like he avoided anything major at least to start uh Jameis winston's out there jekyll hyde kind of situation right top six play in week five Again, nobody knows week to week what it's going to look like, uh, but another quarterback by week six, but going forward, someone you can look to. Geno Smith himself, for the schedule and the fact that he's got two great weapons, I think maybe is is worthy of a look-see at least. Not a guy that I'd want to have to rely on week after week, uh, but... You know, how much was vanilla defense just don't give away the farm mm-hmm. against Geno versus actually seeing things? Well, we'll find out uh, when he gets back on the field uh, in short order, I'm sure. And then Ben Roethlisberger, another guy, trusting him week to week is going to be difficult, right? Because I, I don't know. But if they can run the football as they did with Najee Harris this past week against a good Denver defense can still uncork you know there's a uh, toby keith song i ain't as good as i once was but i'm as good once as i ever was uh ben might have one of those throws in him each week and now he has to have to wait and wish and want and hope uh that it connects i guess the other guy i'd be looking at and, and this goes again i you know how much i i question the coach and the week-to-week viability of it all but justin fields in chicago right mm-hmm. the defense carried the day against the raiders but Laser has been scripting uh, some successful large play opportunities, make some plays with his legs, seems to do it like he avoided big injury as well, was able to quarterback them through a victory. And they've said it's now his team, you know, 24 hours after saying it was going to be Andy Dalton's team. But that's okay. Uh, we believe only what we've heard from them last, and that means you're going to see a lot of Justin Fields. Yeah, the Russell Wilson injury is one that is reverberating throughout fantasy. And your point about Geno Smith and what they did against the Rams, I mean, he he looked good. I mean, yeah. and DK Metcalf scored. So you're hoping that, all right, maybe it will continue if you have Tyler Lockett, if you have DK Metcalf. I just don't know if that is going to be the case. And as you said, their schedule – you know, after this Pittsburgh game may get a little bit nicer for them. We've got Jacksonville coming up. You know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, is a, is a guy as well of, yeah. of just uh, as they're going to be down. But I do think that there is some progress at times that he's running the ball more. And eventually um, he's going to get to run a quarterback sneak. Yeah. Sorry, had to do it. Sorry, Herb. Didn't mean to pile on. Hey, that's that's all right. It, it was great when it, it – it wasn't at the level of of Stan Van Gundy and Dwight Howard not being on the same page, but 
when when you you know you're asking when when you only have those questions that are a few minutes apart or one coach follows the player and the player oh yeah feel comfortable we do it blah 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 yeah it's not necessarily a, not necessarily a good look but Trevor but, Lawrence I think could could have some value if you are looking uh, for a play they've got the London game they've got you know the Dolphins uh, coming up yep. uh, in in week six so that would be an early one but that could be an option as well well just got worked by the oldest quarterback in the league for five touchdowns maybe one of the young ones could get it done just to uh punctuate that i, I don't want to take the uh, shot because you know the way urban meyer responded it's been open season on him no question about it but the the idea i heard uh trent dilfer talking with uh colin goward about uh that situation he goes think about it it's one of the few things in football you don't get to practice because mm-hmm. you're not going to expose your quarterback to it Sure. Right. So it's not like you've run that drill a bunch and and, you know, the communication and that burrowing method like we see with the Tom Brady uh, at the goal line is well established. So uh, I just don't know that I would have given the ball uh, to Carlos Hyde instead of James Robinson. But that's a whole other that's a whole other fight. Uh, And it's just a precision of words kind of thing when the uh, coaches. Uh, every other uh, word, every sentence is going to be parsed out for alternate meetings. We don't have to parse uh, John Gruden's words anymore. Because no, he is out of a job. Done no as more the this Raiders guy. Had, no, no more that guy. No more. No more of that. And his words. Uh, well, let's just say they said plenty in those emails. But let's look at it from a fantasy perspective, Mike. I I just I have a little bit of a theory. And I I don't know if it'll play out. I, I don't know if the train's going to go off the tracks. But I am officially revoking my automatic start cards to Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Sure. But they can always get those back. And I just wonder if Derek Carr will play a little looser now that Gruden's not there. I The thing I fear, though, is, and I think it was exposed a bit by the Bears, that offensive line really is bad. Right? And... You know, forget about uh, pro football focus grades or whatever else. Just go watch a little bit of Raider games. Uh, they've been in trouble, and they can't run the football. Take some shots downfield. But, like, this week was just the curiosity. Where's Darren Waller? He was invisible mm-hmm. for large stretches of that game. And it wasn't, uh, at least to my thinking, I haven't seen the number of routes run, but I don't remember him having to be held home to block a ton, right? Because we see that with certain offenses where suddenly you're – normally uh, prodigious pass-catching tight end has disappeared because he's back on the line. We've seen that with Gronkowski both in New England and at times in Tampa last year. But for for Derek Carr, I mean, perhaps there's some of that. It seemed like he and Gruden were finally on the same page, at least until these last couple of games where suddenly that offense stalled. So uh, the potential certainly is there to get back on it. You've got speed receivers and Renfro who will find himself open. This week you got the divisional battle against the Broncos. Then you've got an Eagles team that's been pretty uh, stingy against opposing quarterbacks. You can run on them, but that's not their forte, so the curiosity. The Giants play pretty good defense. Uh, in mid-November, we got a good date with the Chiefs, so pencil and car there. Uh, and then you got the Bengals, the Cowboys, Washington, who suddenly can't beat me, you, Bursch, and eight of our closest friends. One of the great fails of 2021, uh, the Washington defense. But, yeah, Derek Carr's a guy that that I'd still roster, but it, it's going to take a lot and, and some of those real prime matchups to get me back on board. There, there's... 
he was. I mean, I, I put him as the NFL MVP um, through three weeks. But he was right. Yeah, I, I, but it's like I when agree. we do shows and podcasts, it's in the moment. What have we seen to this point? Yeah, the, the the only point that I was just going to make on it was how how Gruden's firing affects them, mm-hmm. and and so the offensive line. I'm sorry, Tom. Seahawks fans know about Tom Cable offensive lines. So the problems that they're having in Las Vegas with the offensive line is not necessarily necessarily surprising. I also don't think that and I know that you're a Bears guy. I'm not a Bears or a Raiders guy, but I think that you could see from a mile away that this was going to be a Bears day on Sunday. Like to have the Raiders favored to how they, you know, what were they five and a half, something like that, of of them being favored in that game, just didn't. There's just something that just didn't feel right, and maybe it was because of the report on Friday, because of the distractions of of the week, and I just I just wonder that if Derek Carr, who played great for those three those three games, and then they kind of have an off game against the Chargers. And then the Gruden stuff comes out, but they they, they just they, they they lay an egg against the Bears, and then again, yeah, the offensive line is is a problem. But the only thing that I would say is, was Carr's mediocre game against the Chargers a reason why then that carried over to the Bears because Gruden's always being Gruden, and so I just wonder if that cloud of not being there anymore will free Derek Carr up. Well, if if they don't block, he's going to be killed anyway by, yeah, by defenders. Sure. But I just think, like, in theory is how we look at it, of of how things could evolve. Derek Carr now probably is going to have more say in the offense because the guys whose offense it is is not there anymore and telling him what he should do. I just – I wonder if that's going to be a play. And if he does play well, I think that that would be a reason why he is playing well. I will say this. It was fun as, as the Chicago – guy of record here uh, on the network, the the idea that uh, the Bears fans that took over Las Vegas after so much had been made about Las Vegas taking over Los Angeles uh, <laughs> when they played yes. the Chargers. So it was kind of fun to watch Bears fans singing Bear Down Chicago Bears in, in all of the tunnels uh, throughout Allegiant Stadium before, during, uh, and after that game. Quite a, quite a different atmosphere. And that Bears defense came to play. Perhaps Joey Bosa, in his postgame comments last week, also unlocked a little something in terms of you know, just sure. just the fired up because that's why I would have expected Derek Carr and company to come out firing, and then the Friday comments uh, that w- that leaked, you know, Gruden on, on Demora Smith before everything else, and I don't, I think he checked every box of of well parts of Who our society, yeah. yeah, equal offense uh, as it went, and, and now he's out of the job, and we'll see what other fallout from those six hundred fifty thousand emails that were investigated uh, bring us, but. For now, it's it's a new regime, and curiously, uh, one of Gruden's longtime associates gets to be the interim head coach, which is well a whole other issue. L A S I K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com/quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. 
Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, Falcons, Jets, Saints, Niners have buys as you look ahead to week six. So now you may need to fill guys in your lineup because certain guys are out, or you may even have to just fill some spots because of some of the situations we just talked about. Let's get into just a couple of the waiver wire ads for week six, Mike. Names that we're going to need to uh, to circle. I would expect that one of the top places people are going to be looking is in the Big Apple with Saquon Barkley's ankle injury and Devontae Booker now likely taking over that backfield. Yeah, you saw a really nice effort from Booker in in relief of Saquon Barkley who'd been running so well. That was a game I felt cheated that we didn't get to see what it really could be because I think the Giants are, are a better team uh, than obviously that final score indicates except when you start losing players on every every down somebody else is hurt keep going uh, but 58 total yards couple of touchdowns finishes as the 15th best running back in 
for Week 5. So, yeah, he would be atop your list along with Daryl Williams because you've got the injury to Edwards Alaire that starts up. Uh, again, Marlon Mack, that calling Mar- Marlon Mack, uh, got a little showcase uh, on Monday Night Football. Perhaps uh, he can find his way and get that trade he so desired. Uh, still waiting on you know the more more of the injury information because there's a lot of guys that have the the red cross next to them uh, in the books or the red injury designations. But uh, you've got Herbert in Chicago, the running back. He he got more of a touch count than I think uh, was expected. Uh, with Damian Williams. So, you know, a little bit of a workload split going on there. Samaji Pirine, for those uh, that are just nervous overall, Joe Mixon and longevity, this is the time to get your handcuff on the bottom end of your roster. He's only uh, owned in about a quarter of leagues right now because he was that last-minute hedge pickup in the event that Mixon couldn't go. So, Again, he'll be one of those guys that you'll add on. Ramondre Stevenson, the rookie, uh, because of Damian Harris's injury, will get a look-see on the waiver wire this week as well. So running back, one that we're, we're trying to uh, cash long-shot tickets. I mean, A.J. Dillon might have been available in your league. Certainly something to look at. Uh, again, I, I don't know on a week-to-week basis his usage, and they've got a tough matchup against the Bears front uh, this next week. In theory, Akeem Hicks will be back. That was one of the other reasons, uh, Dan, between he and Khalil Mack, some questions of their availability. Hicks didn't go. Khalil Mack obviously did uh, against the Raiders, but going forward, uh, another spot. And then you start getting deeper. You know, Kadarius Tony had his huge outing for whatever reason still available at 80% of leagues. Nobody's listening to us on Rondale Moore. How about we send them highlight videos? <laughs> Pick up this man! Still available in about 60% of leagues, which is just insane. Uh, long-term play, we watched uh, Lamar Jackson. We talked about it at the start of the, the podcast. Rashad Bateman hasn't been available yet. Yeah. That passing attack has the opportunity to go to another level here, and he's got to be activated within the next two weeks. Talking to friends in Baltimore, he's ready, and it's just a matter of they, they wanted to give him one more week. So coming off of that core surgery, should be ready to go. There's a, a couple of things with that. You know, the, the Samaji Pirine, it's interesting because there have been a bit of a trend with Joe Mixon and, and the usage-wise. Now, Piran was placed on the reserve COVID list on Monday, but right. there could be an opportunity for him to play on Sunday, so it's not anything to, to, to put him out. But as you said, that may be more of the long-term sort of thing to see how things work out in Cincinnati and – who knows? The Bengals may be playing for something. I mean, you know, they're they're uh, you know a couple of missed field goals away from maybe being four and one, and it's it just to to watch it, especially if you're a you're a Joe Mixon guy. I'm going to give you another crazy uh, name, Mike. Let's go. And and I know I don't know if I really want to. I say like it. chaos. Say it. I just. Okay, David Johnson has become the receiving guy for the Texans. PPR league only, okay? So standard league, there's no point in having him. However, the Texans do have games coming up in the next month or two against the Cardinals, so they're likely going to be down in that game. You could see the Cardinals scoring a lot. They've got the Dolphins. They've got the Titans. They've got the Jets. And if Davis Mills is going to be the guy, and, and who knows, even if the, you know Terod Taylor comes back, 
David Johnson in a PPR format only could be a possibility for the Texans. I got no problem with it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you're trying to find workloads, find guys that have been able to get you a little bit of a breakthrough. And as you go through the targets, target counts, certainly Najee Harris leads all running backs. But but that's the way offenses are run anymore. You're you're Mm -hmm. trying to find, you know, lightning in a bottle. I mean, like even a guy like Jeremy McNichols deserves to be rostered. Right sure. in Tennessee, based on just the number of targets per game, we're talking four or five a game. That you know, the, when especially as we get through the year and the attrition at the uh, the backfield, you know, as your running back slot, particularly if you're still playing two plus the flex, there are going to be opportunities to to slide some of these second secondary and tertiary guys into your lineup. So, you know, it goes back to one of the the three things I put up of last week. Start playing defense, looking ahead at buys, but also thinking about your handcuffs and making sure you've protected yourself, particularly in in offenses where there there is still some some fight and some bite left in in the in the schedule going forward. All right, so let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's get to Thursday night football. Buccaneers and Eagles. Brady goes to the city of brotherly love for a showdown with Philadelphia. What plays are we looking at in this NFC showdown? And 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 I guess Mike, after what Antonio Brown did, big playability against the Dolphins. I I've I've always considered Antonio Brown as the number three wide receiver to Evans and Godwin there, but I think that one two and now the gap between two and three. It's very, very slim when it comes to playing guys each week. Antonio Brown shot up in my mind. What do you see with Buccaneers-Eagles coming up on Thursday? Yeah, it's hard not to play all three of them. Now, obviously, the stats to this point, if you look at what fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, Philadelphia has been pretty strong. Uh, They actually rank 11th in terms of defense uh, for fantasy points. Just 17 fantasy points per game allowed to QBs through the season for passing touchdowns. But something's got to break, right? Leonard Fournette's still going to be a play. We, we've decided he is your go-to guy on the ground, unfortunately, for those that invested in Ronald Jones, like me. Uh, that's not really working out too well for you right now. Uh, yeah, might, you might get a saver carry and occasionally a red zone touch when Fournette needs a a breather, but otherwise it's his job. As for those three wide receivers, they're all starters. Now it's just a question of, you know, trying to pick out, is there a singular defensive back that's going to have the huge assignment and which one seems like Antonio Brown when fully available uh, is really still the apple of Tom Brady's eye, you know, after letting him live in his guest house and all that stuff. Uh, so the three of them get plays from me on the other side. Give me Jalen Hurts. Give me Dallas Goddard. And I, I would guess uh, we look at Devontae Smith. Beyond that, I think you're rolling the dice a little bit. Even with Tampa's banged up secondary, trying to figure out who's going to give you that other. I mean, I guess Quas. Uh, uh, Watkins is going to be the other guy we'd be looking at in, in this because some deep ball opportunities may be there, especially if this turns into a shootout. I, I find it interesting is Philadelphia really, again, didn't get a lot of production from the running back position. No, they didn't. But there was a lot of push uh, in the, for the Carolina game of 
Kenneth Gainwell of maybe being the guy in Philadelphia and Miles Sanders maybe taking a step back. But Gainwell only had two carries in the game. Sanders ended up having 11. Sanders also had five targets. Didn't do anything with them, but uh, that was even more than Gainwell as well. Point being, you can't trust either of the guys, but those who thought maybe they were getting some value with Gainwell sure as heck didn't get it in week five. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like the to keep waiting for the opportunities and the production there for Sanders. As you said, eleven carries and five targets, but really not giving you much in terms of productivity to warrant anything more than a flex play at this point. And that's harsh given where you know he probably was drafted in your league based on some expectation of some explosive plays in that offense. And Jalen Hurts, it may not be pretty. That offense may not you know, look like you want it to, but they can put up points. And we've seen the Tampa secondary at times uh, be quite generous. You know, I, I don't know overall that I, I trust it to a, a large degree, but hey, let's, let's roll it up for week six. Get Mike Harmon on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You know, this has been a nice 40 or so uh, therapy session. Oh, good. I was able to get out the uh, the angst and the strain and the stress. And then I was able to go through different stages of moving ahead to week six. And I started feeling a little bit better. So I appreciate that. Misery loves company. So uh, if, if you are miserable with us, you can always reach out on Twitter. Mike, the buys are here, but the NFL season continues to provide uber amounts of entertainment. We can only hope for more coming up. And for the top spot, you'll find that out coming up on Wednesday. You can see it on my Twitter account, at Dan Byer on Fox again, and get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. Big thanks to Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer. We hope to get the guys that you wanted to pick up. We can't wait to talk to you in a few more days. Talk to you then. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.